Praise the Lord, everybody. Egypt was no joke. The world you live in today ain't no joke either. Come on, somebody. Uh, thank the Sunday school teachers for hanging in there until I got here since it was a last minute notice. But nevertheless, we're going to do what we can do why we can do it. Come on, somebody. I guess I am with the Passover commemorated Israel's delivery. Am I right? At the same time, God gave Israel instructions to protect themselves during the Passover. Don't put everything on the back of God when he gives you instructions on what you should do. Amen. Amen. A lot of times we go through this life and we say that grace is going to keep me covered. But in the process of grace covering you, you got to Follow the instructions until grace gets you where you're trying to go. God was taking Israel to another place. But in the process of him taking them to another place, there were instructions for them to follow. There were things for them to do. This is not just a free ride. Come on, somebody. He also gave them instructions to remember of the event of annual celebration. Oh, we celebrate everything. Huh? But he gave them a instruction that you make sure that you remember when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Can you remember when God brought you out? Come on, somebody. We remember everything except we don't remember God's salvation in our life. Amen. We take it for granted that it is something that we do not have to remember. But guess what? You ought to be willing to celebrate every time you think about God saving you. Amen. That is a reason for you to celebrate. Amen. Amen. So you need to, uh, just like the nation of Israel had to celebrate the Passover, you should be celebrating the life, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. It's not about the egg or the bunny, huh? But it's about the Savior. Put more emphasis on the Savior than you do your Easter basket. Oh, y'all didn't hear that, did you? 
put more emphasis on the Savior instead of the bunny that you put on your head or the shoes you put on your feet or the dress that you put on or the pants or the suit that you put on for that day but give more credence to the Savior that brought you to that day. Come on, somebody. Uh, most of the time, we focus on the wrong thing. Huh? We focus on what we have instead of what God gave. Amen. We get our focus in the wrong direction. The Passover would be a time of feast and celebration, but also to worship and honor God. To this day, devout Jews still celebrate the Passover to collectively remember God's divine deliverance and protection. You ought to be celebrating the Passover of the Lamb that came and saved your life. It is more memorable than that which was in the land of Egypt. Because why did you say that? Because the blood of Jesus never runs out. The lamb that was killed in the land of Egypt is gone. But the blood of Jesus still is applying to everybody's life that would believe. Am I in the right house? So, the Lord spoiled the Egyptians and destroyed their armies. On Israel's way out of Egypt, God added another blessing to their deliverance. Look at your life. After God saved you, you got more than you ever had. After God saved you, you got more peace than you ever know. After God saved you, come on somebody, you didn't know this life till after God saved you. Come on somebody. You stop having to run after images. You stop having to pattern your life after stars and people. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? You had somebody that was more bigger than the whole world. And that was Jesus Christ. And he showed up in your life. He showed out in your life. He gave you a new life. He said he would bless you more abundantly. He said, I came to give you life and that more abundantly. And guess what? Your life is better than it ever been since you've been born. Come on, somebody. After your deliverance, Christ added to you. Huh? And, and, and guess what? You can look back on it, and I know it ain't about things, but every time you turn around, you're getting something. Huh? I know it ain't about things, but every time you turn around, there is a blessing coming your way. Every time you turn around, God is making provision for you that you thought wasn't going to be. Every time you turn around, God is showing up, letting you know, guess what? I am still alive. 
in your life, I am still with you. Make no difference how it might seem. God is with us. Come on, somebody. Now, your closet is too so full that you don't even know what you're going to wear from day to day. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Now we have to sit around and decide what we're going to put on. Some, back then, you didn't have but a few things to put on. You just jumped in what you had. Come on, somebody. But because of the provision that God has made for you, he has added to you more than you lost. You thought you lost something when you came out of the world. But you found out that God added to you. Amen. So, think about it. The nation of Israel. When all the plagues was going on. And the nation of Israel was being covered. From every plague that was in the land of Egypt. Am I right? When the frogs came, they didn't go down to the Goshen. They stopped off in the land of Egypt. When the flies came, they didn't go to Goshen. Down in Goshen, they didn't have no, no fly swallow swatting flies. Huh? But they was in the land of Egypt. And, and then when God sent the darkness that you couldn't see your hand in front of your face, you could not talk to your neighbor because you didn't know your neighbor was there. But think about it. Now, there was a division between darkness and light. And in Goshen, there was light. The sun was still rising and the sun was still going down. But in Egypt, it was total darkness. Now, guess what? Now, God said, now you got to distinguish what's darkness in your light versus the light that I bring to you. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Come on now. So don't let nobody take you back to darkness. Huh? Folks is out to take us back to darkness. If we allow them. Come on, somebody. So guess what? That's why we have to change our focus point. Because if you focus on what folks trying to take you, you'll wind up falling for that trip. Come on now. So you got to make sure that you stay focused between light and darkness. And the only way that we're going to stay focused between light and darkness, we have to stay in the word of God. Hmm. So, here's the nation of Israel that said the Lord spoiled the Egyptians and destroyed their army. Here is the nation of Israel leaving out of Egypt. And God had put a whooping on the Egyptians so bad that the, that, that, that the lesson said the Egyptians was getting weaker and weaker and the nation of Israel was getting stronger and stronger to the point that when they got ready to leave out of the land of Egypt, they went and took the spoils of the Egyptians. 
They went and got their jewels. They went and got their clothing. And they said that when they asked the farm, the Egyptians didn't put up no resistance because God had beat them down so that they was too weak to fight. If you stay in God, he will beat your enemies down to the ground. But guess what? When you try to fight the battle, guess what? God got to let you get beat down before he can even fight the war. Come on, somebody. Because he couldn't get you to get out of the way. So if God threw a blow in, he had to hit both of y'all. Y'all hear me? So you got to get out of God's way in order for God to fight the battle. You didn't see where the children of Israel raised a hand to do anything. It was all in the hands of God by his servant Moses. Am I right about it? So God allowed the Hebrews to take the Egyptians' precious metal, jewelry, clothes, whatever they wanted from the Egyptians, the Hebrews simply asked and the Egyptians gave it to them without resistance. You can find that written in Exodus 12, verses 35 and 36. But when Israel, or when the uh, uh, Israelite reached the Red Sea, now, let's look at the incident at the Red Sea. When they reached the Red Sea, some of them thought God's divine favor that they had experienced to this point was about to cease. Wow. Right today, we still get at the Red Sea and lose heart about what we see. Hmm. Instead of raising up the level of your trust in the God that you serve. Because you said, you read in the book where it said, God can do anything but fail. And if God be for me, who can be against me? Huh? Then there's another path that said, the God that is for me is more than the whole world is against me. Amen. Why can't we live on those words? Why can't we put faith in those words? Huh? Why can't we put faith in the God that said them words? Since he cannot lie. Huh? So guess what? It's based on your Faith. Wow. Faith calls you to walk in spite of of what you see. Because faith is not what you see. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Huh? If only they could have shown God, Lord, I know that this ain't the end. Huh? But God had already sworn to be a deliverer to the children of Israel. So he told Moses, why are you crying to me? What's that in your hand? Point that staff towards the Red Sea. 
And the Bible said it's beginning to part and the water stood up like walls on each side. Good God Almighty. Huh? But guess what? We always said, man, if I had a been there and saw where it did that, I would have served the Lord for the bouncing of my day. No, you wouldn't. You did just like the children of Israel did. You did just like the children of Israel did because we do it right today. Once God sent us deliverance, we forget all about it. When God brings us out, we forget all about it. Come on, somebody. When God brings us out, the serving God gets on the back table after that. There's no more urgency. There's no more enthusiasm. Huh? Come on, somebody. Instead of you allowing your faith to be built off the enthusiasm of serving God, that you make, that your faith may grow. Hmm. Because your faith has got to grow before he comes back. Because your faith don't grow, guess what? The things that are coming up on the face of the earth, your heart might not be able to take it. Amen. The Bible said, by faith the elders got a what? Good report. Good report with who? Got a good report with God. Your faith got to get a good report with God. Mm. Well, so they came to the Red Sea. Red Sea was wide and treacherous to cross. Uh, oh, can you just imagine your heart failing because the Red Sea was wide and the water was treacherous and you didn't have, and you felt there was no other way to escape? Your back is plumb up against the wall. You know what? A lot of times before we can see the hand of God, our back has got to be plumb up against the wall. But you know why? Because our faith has not grown. And the only way that we can see the hand of God when we ain't got no other way out. Everything seems like it's against you. Everything seems like it's falling apart. After bringing out, coming out of Egypt with all the jewels and the clothes and everything that the Egyptian had, now their back is up against a wall and they feeling like they are a trap rat. Wow. You know what? That's when God do his best work. Huh? Your weakest moment is just a stepping stone to go. Come on, somebody. What seemed to be hard to you is just right for God. This situation was just right for God. Why Because you know why it was just right for God? Because it was nothing that man could do. Man could not get any credit at all for what was about to happen. Come on, somebody. Had your back ever been up against the wall? You couldn't see no way out? And you needed God so bad to step in and, 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 and save you? You needed God to step in and do something for you? And out of nowhere, help came. Out 
out of nowhere, deliverance came. Out of nowhere, you said, I didn't know that you knew my problem. And they said, I did not know, but you was on my mind. My God, my God, my God. It wasn't because somebody uh, uh, knew what you were going through. It's because your God knew what you were going through. And he sent deliverance your way. Because your situation was too wide and too treacherous for you. And you was about to blow a gasket. So many people and the Egyptians' army was hot on the Israelites' trail. Guess what? Our problem be hot on our trail, don't it? You can't sleep. Some of your problems won't allow you to eat. Some of your problems take away the peace of your mind. Come on, somebody. To the point that you got to bow down and say, I need help from the Lord. If the Lord don't help me, I cannot be helped. They was at the position, if the Lord don't help them, they was not going to be helped. However, God was not done. You got to stop thinking that God is done with your life. However, God is not done with you. God is not through with you. Come on, somebody. If God was through with you at this point, you would be an unfinished product. Mm. It's more that God going to do in your life. It's more to you than meet the eye. It's more to you that God going to store in you. You just got to have faith in God. Hmm. Well, God wasn't done with delivering the children. Told Moses to lift up the staff and the Red Sea parted. Revealed a path straight across the sea with a wall of water on either side, Exodus 14 and 26. God. The omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God caused that sea to part. Huh? And build a wall of water on each side. And not only that, then he dried the mud up. That the pathway was not muddy. Come on, somebody. God made a pathway. He didn't intend for them to wallow like a pig in the mud. He made them cross over on dry ground. You got to understand the power of God that's working in your life. Then God is not intending on you and I to continue in wallowing in the mud, but for us to take this journey on dry ground. Amen. Miraculous. 
good God Almighty, when we read about the things that God did, we ought to have an urgency to meet that God. I want to see him. Dragging you down, you don't think God is a deliverer? 
had not brought them out to perish. God didn't bring you out to perish. That's why you got to learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, somebody. Because guess what? That was a terrible sight they were looking at. Huh? Come on, somebody. Uh, I, I haven't been to the Red Sea, but I've been in the ocean, and I looked out there, and I said, boy, there's too much water for me to drink. Huh? And the first thing started coming in your mind, what if, what if, what if? Huh? Come on, somebody. And instead of saying, holla, saying, what if, what if, you ought to be saying, God got me, God got me, God got me. Because every time I let them talk me into getting into an airplane, I try to tell myself, God got me, God got me, God got me. Come on, somebody. By faith. Amen. We in a time that faith has got to be the top commodity of our life. By faith. When he returned, he looking for faith in the earth. Come on now. Faith well. Faith in him. Faith in him that God going to show up. Faith in him that God going to show out. Faith in him that God going to save you. Faith in him that God going to extract you. Whether you be living or dead, you got to have faith that you going to live with God. Hmm. Well, God would not start us on a path unless he planned on walking with us every step of the way. Huh? And, and you look back over your life and you tell me that God has not been walking with you. Look back over the things that you've been through and tell me that God has not been walking with you. Look back and see what you've been through and how you came out and who it was that brought you out. You have to conclude that God is with us. I don't know about you, but he done showed up and showed out too many times in my life to deny him now. He done showed up and showed out too many times for me not to say, I know that God lives. Come on, somebody. Hmm. I will celebrate my deliverance. We got a problem with celebrating. We act like we ain't got nothing to be happy about. We act like we ain't got nothing to celebrate. You ought to celebrate that Jesus Christ saved you on a daily basis. I'm so glad that he brought me from where I was to where I am. I'm so glad that I couldn't keep myself, but he kept me. I'm so glad when they thought I wasn't going to 
about it. Yeah. Don't mean to hear whatever. What else ought to be running around in house, running around in place like party going on? Because it was not designed for him to make it out of the place that he was in. But He'll put some pep in your step. He'll put some fire in 
sang a new song. Yeah. You showed up got a reason.
And guess what? They were not only just getting on the people, they were getting on the livestock. They was getting on everything. And I know what a fly would do to a dog. He'll chew his eels off. He'll chew his eels so bad, he'll have splits all in his eels. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I remember one time my dog got in a fight. And I didn't know that he had a wound on the inside of his leg. When I finally realized he had a wound inside his leg, it was full of maggots. And the only thing that I could do, I said, what can I do? I put some fly spray on it. That wasn't bringing him out fast enough. I said, dog, you're going to have to endure this pain. I went and got me some gasoline. And I pulled it down in that hole. And all the maggots started running out. Then after I got all the maggots out and washed the hole out, then I took a bottle of pure, or not pure, but peroxide, and poured it down in there, and you could just hear it pop, because it was full of bacteria. So you don't know the nature of a fly. In the hole he can get in, he gonna nest, and he gonna lay in. Can you imagine what was going on down in the nation of Egypt? Huh? Can you imagine what could have been going on? Wow. Some folks that even went to the grocery store and bought meat and found out that it had maggots in it. But look at God. He said it wasn't coming nowhere towards your dwelling. go down to Goshen. In the fifth plague, it said, it was grave sickness came in the land of Egypt on the livestock. Their food was dying. Their meat was dying. Their livestock was dying. Their horses was dying. Their cattle, their sheep, everything was dying. Around the around the nation of Egypt, but the Bible said that there was not anything down in Goshen. Come on now. So you got a reason to believe in the God that you serve. Amen. You got a reason to hang on. God got too much information. In the book, for you not to be able to hang on to him by faith. Yes, sir. Come on now. He done did so much already in your life. So much. So much. Woo. Woo. God has shown us. God has shown us in everybody's life that one point of time to let you know that he is breathing. Showed out. He had already gave you the liver. Why you look for the liver from enough? I'm gonna turn y'all into the hand of first lady. 
so that she can shake some salt on what's already been said. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord, everybody. My God. Boy, Elder done preached, taught. My God. <laughs> Amen. I didn't enjoy that. And they can praise God for the teachers this morning. Leaving slavery. Woo! My God. We got any free people in the house that's glad you're free. I'm free indeed. Hallelujah. Woo! I'm so glad that Jesus saved me and freed me. Brought me out of darkness into the marvelous light. Uh, let the chains and the shackles fall off my life. Woo! I got a right to praise him. Woo! My God. <laughs> Woo! Uh, well, I ain't got much else to say. But I was reading as I was studying this lesson in uh, Exodus 15. If y'all don't mind, just turn that with me right quick for a few minutes and I want to talk about this song of Moses and an elder was talking about celebrating and sometimes saints we got to learn how to get us a song huh because when we going through you may not be able to have a prayer meeting but God expects you to praise him and glorify him oh come on somebody and Moses had a song Woo! That he sung about his God. And you got to have a tune, a melody in your heart, a praise on your lips about your God. It ain't about you. Oh my God, it ain't about what you're facing and what you're dealing with. But it's about the God that you serve. A lot of times we put, hallelujah, all the weight on what we're dealing with and what we're going through instead of focusing on the God that we serve. Somebody said he's a mighty God. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Woo! My God, I'm trying to keep my seat. I said I wasn't going to sweat out my way today. Okay, Exodus 15. And the Bible says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song who, to who? Unto the Lord. See, when you singing your praise and you singing your melody and you going around your house singing your song and you driving in your car, you singing it as a is to the Lord. And spake saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider have he thrown into the sea. Woo! The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become what? My salvation. He is my God. God wants you to take ownership uh, uh, that he is your God. Uh, uh, you got to tell your trouble uh, and tell that devil, uh, you don't know the God that I serve. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, wait till my God comes. 
because I know my God. Uh, don't cast away your confidence uh, that have great recompense of reward. Uh, after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Uh, uh, you just keep on standing. Uh, you keep on believing God. Uh, you keep on going through, uh, pressing your way through the tears, uh, through the anger, the frustration, the tiredness, uh, the weariness. Uh, press uh, and watch your God. I'm trying to get through the scripture without running around the church. Oh my God, He is my God. Shout, He is my God. Woo, Jesus is mine. And I will prepare Him a habitation. The habitation going to be in my soul. Oh, hallelujah. He can dwell in me. He can live in me. Hallelujah. He can perform His works through me. Come somebody show glory. My Father's God and I will exalt Him. The Lord is a man of war. Look at that thing. Ooh, God don't mind fighting. You all messed up and worried about what's going on. The enemy making heyday in your life. Oh, come on here. The God that you serve is a man of war. Yes, ma'am. And he will fight for his people. Yes, ma'am. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots, his hosts, he hath cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. Enemy don't stand a chance. You serving a God like this? Huh? Y'all got to remember what kind of God you serve. Huh? You serving the almighty God. I believe it was Abraham that he asked him, he said, is there anything too hard for God? <laughs> Is there anything too hard for God? Huh? Nothing, nothing too hard. Hallelujah. Come on here, somebody. Is there anything? Too hard for God. Didn't he work a miracle? Oh, come on here. He done worked a miracle all through our family. Through the Holly family. Through the Turner family. Through the Bean family. The Thompson McDonald family. Through the Humbert family. Oh, come on here. And Sister Leach family. And Brother Lamont and his family. The Robinson family. Every family of the household of faith. Near and far. All over the globe, he is a God of the impossible. We serve a miracle-working God. God 
is working it out. He's moving stuff out of your pathway. He's setting up you for a blessing that'll blow your mind. You just keep serving God. Don't quit. Don't give up. God didn't bring you this far to let the enemy take you out. you this far to leave you. The depths have covered them. They shake in the bottom as a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, have dashed in pieces the enemy. In the greatness of thy excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sinnest forth thy wrath. We consume them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with thy wind. The sea covered them. They sank as land in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders? Thou stretching out thy right hand, and the earth swallowed them. Did you just hear what your God did? (laughs) Honey, the God that we serve, he's so big and strong and mighty and so powerful, he blow our little peanut mind. (laughs) Our mind can't even handle everything of God. It ain't big enough. Our little brain ain't big enough to absorb it all, Elder. Can't even absorb part of it while we know it And this was in the very beginning of the book, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> this just in the very beginning, God doing this kind of stuff. Wow. My God. And this kind of God is working on your behalf. This God that we read about this morning in Sunday school is moving in your life. This God. My God. Look, the magicians, they tried their magic. They tried their magic. Throw down my Stab like Moses. I'm gonna have him squirming like a snake. I'm gonna do my magic. Huh? Yeah. Cast their spells. Huh? 
but it didn't match what God was doing. Nothing could stand against the true and the living God. My God. So my mind was just blown. Ten plagues. Can you imagine water turning into blood? And the whole folks in Mississippi going through it. Can't even get clean drinking water. Somebody had posted on social media the other day. They turned on their water faucet and it still was straight brown. Huh? Just the little things, you know, that we often granted. Because we can just walk in any part of the house and turn on a faucet and get clean water. Huh? Just the little things mean a lot, y'all. Because now, guess what? We in the end of the end, and some of those things is going to become very scarce. Clean drinking water, huh? Is going to become very scarce. Wow. Water into blood. Jesus. Hmm. Sound like they typified what came out of Jesus when he was on the cross. And the Roman soldier pierced him in his side. Huh? And out came forth blood and water. Woo! Woo! The spotless holy lamb of God on the cross being crucified and beaten and afflicted and pierced and mocked and scorned. Can't you see the picture? The frogs. I don't know about y'all, but when I see one hopping in my front yard, it was so many frogs, y'all, they say they was in the cupboards. They was in the beds. Huh? They was everywhere, Sister Leach. Can you imagine? Going in your house, bro, and the house just full of frogs. You know, back in the day, you know, we used to, the little kids used to pick up frogs and you say, 